Hello. You've tuned in to the seventh episode in a second series of podcasts in which Australian communists, all born after World War II, talk about why they joined the Communist Party of Australia, the CPA, their experiences as communists, and what they're up to now. I'm Stephen Ricks, one of those communists, and I was born in 1957. In this episode, six people speak about their decision not to join, or, in some cases, to leave the ALP. For many, the decision to join the CPA was closely related to their reason for not joining, or leaving, the ALP. And, for some, it was the same reason. The positive reasons for joining the CPA heard in previous episodes, contrast markedly with the negative reasons for rejecting the ALP. Peter Murphy talks about his experience of becoming acquainted with young Labor. It was what he describes as their dishonesty, which pushed him away from the ALP. You know, when I was at the seminary, that was the first time I met anyone who, who even voted Labor. Um, so the students were more like Labor people. So I had a bit of a you know good introduction, I thought, there. But uh, when I came to Sydney, uh, one of my uh, fellow seminarians took me to a young Labor meeting. It was like a Christmas, last meeting for Christmas mm-hmm. or something. And Paul Keating was uh, giving his farewell speech as the outgoing president of young Labor. And, uh, and my friend said to me, just, uh, you know, when I say vote, you stick your hand up. So that was my introduction. To, so I'm not a member. And uh, so I stuck my hand up. And then uh, I think it was one of the women from the Evett family turned around and said, who are you, you know, how, <laughs> how dare you and all this. And um, uh, I suppose it was a couple of years later when I was at Macquarie, I was approached by um same same guy to be a, a like a fake delegate to a young labor conference like a complete fake delegate yeah. so I, I just couldn't believe it and so I, I went to someone else in the labor party and i said oh this is what's happening you know so um i, I wasn't very impressed you know with labor uh, because of this type of nonsense and uh, the um in the 74 election um bob Hawke came and he was the actu president then and he uh, he you know, gave an election speech to the students and he treated it all like a bit of a joke too. You know, I just thought, God, these people are really lightweight, you know, and uh, they're not really, they're not really honest. So, uh, uh, yeah, I didn't, I just didn't think they were serious. So that's why. Caitlin Perry is not entirely sure what led her to reject the ALP. But even before considering the policies adopted or espoused by the ALP and its members, and regardless of left or right, it was their emphasis on the numbers. The definite article is important, which was a deterrent to joining. And this was at university. Not that her experience of communists on campus was any better. That question, I guess, I, I'm I'm not entirely sure. I mean, I did um, 
on campus, I mean, I was really marginally only involved in, in student politics because I was already politically active off campus, but it might have been that I was not particularly impressed with how the Labor, part, the, the Labor Club at Sydney Uni operated um, because I saw very close up really early on in my university days stacking, the, the fine art of stacking. So before I even thought about the policy work that the Labor Party does, I saw them as being into numbers, like that term, the numbers. You know, um, that that was what I felt like people in the Labor Party were talking about. People in the Communist Party were talking about principles. They were talking about gay liberation. They were talking about workers' rights. They were talking about women's liberation. People in the Labor Club that I met were talking about who, who's going to be in control of the Labor Club. So that was a really um, thing that was unappealing, although I do have to say there was a Communist Club on campus at Sydney Uni too and there were three members. Now, but I always say that I joined the Communist Party despite the Communist Club on campus because the three main people that I remember being members, one of them at least, I think of as at the thug. And um, the three of them used to kind of go around arm in arm and kind of talking really tough. And I felt that, and I was already, a, you know, a young feminist who, for whom, you know, the discovery of feminism completely changed my life. Um, so I, I was not very... Um, impressed by the three individuals, but I still liked the things that they were talking about. Frank Panucci was, in his words, naive enough to think that communists might actually gain power. But it was the rejection of the idea of a benign form of capitalism which led to his rejecting what might be called the labour road to socialism. Oh, well, I suppose at one point I was naive enough to think that there might be another way of, you know, that the Communist Party might actually gain power, to be honest, Steve, <laughs> at a certain point. But like I said, it, it, that notion of, um, of you know, of the, you know uh, a benign form of capitalism never really interested me. That's not to say that, you know, I have not, that I wasn't or, you know, and I still have close contacts with people in the ALP and provide assistance on a range of things and stuff like that. But it was, I never saw it as a vehicle of the transformation of society that I was interested in, to be honest. You know, that, you know. And then the more I got into, you know, I suppose, the under, you know, understanding of European reality, then, you know, then there was no chance, you know. That was back then, you know, now, you know. Even there, you know, you have serious doubts, but anyway. Peter Rawlinson did not think the ALP in government was doing enough about the distribution of income. This led him to leave the ALP, after which he met communists in Adelaide. And apologies for the variable quality of these recordings. I am quite happy to blame Malcolm Turnbull's second-rate NBN. Well, I don't think that they were doing enough in terms of the um, uh, labour, I mean, the profit wages problem and the redistribution of income and a whole range of other uh, aspects of uh, social policy. Yes, I left the uh, Labour Party in 75. Uh, Fraser got in, I moved to Adelaide. And um, I met some very interesting people down there while I was doing some work for various unions on contract work. And um, 
decided to join in 77. Margie Yen recalls that it was seeing the factional politics in student politics which put her off the ALP and meeting particularly impressive communists in Perth which led to her ultimately joining the CPA. Well, I, th- I think it was meeting up with with people and socialising them, seeing them at at their work uh, and their enthusiasm and um, integrity as as people, and getting getting involved um, myself because I was happened to. To be there, you know, if I hadn't gone to to Perth from Sydney and hadn't met up with those people, I might have joined the ALP. You know, my friends in Sydney um, were some were aghast that I joined the CPA, and I was aghast that they joined the ALP. So it's sort of, you know, it, who you meet up with at that at that time in your life when you're ready to sort of explore different options, looking for your people, et cetera, and for things to be involved in and people to be involved with. Well, I think by then I had had an idea of the factions in the ALP, like in student politics, I think I met some people who were involved in the ALP and I knew, you know, that there were all these, you know, ongoing factional disputes between left and right and that put me off somewhat. I didn't want to get to know it further and I wasn't all that involved with those people, whereas living with two CPA organisers in Perth (laughs) immersed me. Peter Summers, as a young man, did not see the ALP driving the social change necessary in Australia. Rather, the ALP needed, and continues to need, a left spur to drive them to take necessary action. In my then relative youth, uh, I simply didn't consider the ALP to be a an organisation capable of driving the change that I considered to be necessary. Um, the way I viewed the ALP, which I later joined, and I probably will get to that, but um, I've always viewed the ALP then and now as requiring significant pressure from the left to move them as they inevitably get to, to the right decision, but it takes a long time. And without that pressure from the left, I wouldn't be as confident that they would arrive at the correct destination. You've been listening to the voices of six Australian communists, all born after World War II, talk about their decisions not to join, or in some cases to leave, the ALP. In the next episode... We'll hear more of the 23 people interviewed for this podcast series speak about their decisions not to join or to leave the ALP. 
This has been Episode 7 of a second podcast series for which 23 people were interviewed between October 2021 and September 2022. Helen Randerson had the idea for interviewing post-war communists after the release of Comrades, a book made up of short bios of communists. That book was released in 2020, the centenary of the formation of the Communist Party. You can obtain that book from bookstores or the Search Foundation. Dr Mick Patton helped with the podcast technicals. Thanks for listening and see you next time.